Regardless of the version of true happiness, as of today all my stroke survivor friends, living a more satisfying and happy life is within reach. With only a few tweaks of your regular habits and routines, today's episode is sure to help as we are talking about building happiness through daily habits. Grab yourself a drink, a pen and paper, because I always say that the faintest of ink is better than the best memory. Hurry up and come and join me here in my dining room as we are recording today's episode on Stroke Surviving the Odds. Hello beautiful survivors, this is Karina and I'm the host and creator behind this great podcast. 25 years ago, I survived the brainstem dissection that led me to coma and a locked-in syndrome. But obviously I'm here. There was no concept of social media and of podcasts back then, so I make it my mission to change the life of one person around the world, make one person feel better about the situation. This is now a top 10 podcast. That means that it's definitely helping someone out there. My episodes are short and sweet, full of valuable information, tricks, hacks, how-tos, really on how you can rebuild your new life after stroke. One of the common questions that I get as a stroke survivor mentor, if you will, one of the questions is, how can I be more happy? How can I accept better and be happy in my new life, in my new identity? So today is really, really going to be about giving you those tips that are going to help you every day. Just add a little bit more structure to your day on on building that happiness. Maybe things you took for granted before because we all take things for granted. And somehow when the stroke happened, it woke something up in us. And now that we are somewhat regressing as stroke survivors for a little while, some for a longer while. But you regress, but you need to lean into what is going on right now. Because your happiness today has everything to do with acceptance. So those tips that I'm going to give you today, they may help you achieve more happiness in your life. And when you're happy, your spouse and family are happy. Even the dog is happy. There's just a nice vibe that's going on in the house. So just by incorporating a little fragment of each one of these every day, you're sure that it's going to be building something great and you're going to be leading for ex- by example for the ones in your family. You guys are ready? Before I go on, you guys can reach me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page and on Instagram at SSTO underscore the podcast. Go right ahead, talk to me, ask me your questions. I often do episodes where I do answer my questions from my audience. So go right ahead. So we are going to start off with our number one. Very easy, guys. Easy peasy. Smile. (laughs) You're probably saying, well, 
you know, it's either a fake smile I give or what is a smile going to do to build happiness in my life? Well, you know, when, when you have a stroke, it's normal that the facial muscles, it's easier to frown than to smile. And you're so wrapped up in everything and your caregiver is so wrapped up in everything and all the responsibilities and you feel like a failure. And I'm saying this because I've been there. You feel like a failure. You're not contributing enough. Uh, you know, you're snappy and borderline B-I-T-C-H. And smiling is not only a visual thing, guys. When you smile, something happens inside of you and it lightens the mood inside of you. If you've been following me for a little bit, you know that I'm all about emotions. I'm all about feelings. When you smile, even when you are faking it, you are actually pre-framing and reframing your mental state. You are tricking your own brain, guys, in being happy. The more you trick it, the more happy you get. It's, it's like that. The more dopamine you get, the more, the more, the more light. Light as in not light and on the ceiling. Light, lightness inside of you. You can take criticism much better with a smile then with a frown because a frown will probably have a reaction right away happening and an action causes a reaction guys and people around us don't always tell us the right thing or in the right matter I don't have control over the people around me I have control over myself even today 25 years post-stroke you don't have control over how your husband or wife is going to react to your behavior. But you have control over yours. And I promise by just that little smile is going to be reframing your brain, your mindset that you need to be doing this. Sounds good? Number one is done. So we started reframing your mind by faking that smile maybe. But the more you're smiling, the more happy you feel inside. And that's what I would like for you, is to feel happy. Now we're going into number two. I have done an episode recently, I think it's number 36 or 37, as is your environment conducive to your rehabilitation or keeping you stuck? Well, number two is really to get a move on things. Exercise is a big word. And as stroke survivors, everything we do is exercise. Would you agree with me? But I want you to think of number two as in move your ass. <laughs> Not just your body, but your mind too, guys. Relieve that anxiety and those effects of depression and mental turmoil that is happening 
and get out and change your environment. Even if you go and you change your room because you cannot walk easily. Even if you leave the environment you are in right now because the atmosphere with your spouse or with the kids is a little too, um, for lack of a better word, tumultuous, and you go to the bathroom. Just getting out of the environment is one big step. But I would like for you to go one step further and really leave the house because you know that it's good for boosting also your self-esteem. Seeing other people, owning your shit, owning your story, owning who you are today, not who you were 10 years ago or six months ago, who you are right now. Small amounts, guys, small baby steps add up. And I know you've heard this time and time again by probably tons of people. And you're probably thinking like I used to think, what the freak do you know about baby steps? Let me tell you guys, you're not training for a triathlon. You're not training for a race. You are your biggest competitor. Why? So baby steps and I want you to lean into those baby steps. Don't just do it, oh, damn it, fine, I'll do it. It's okay to be like that sometimes, but you can't be like that all the time. You have to be aware of what you are doing is going to make you better. Okay? And I talked about training for a marathon. Maybe you are someone that had a stroke and now you're back to pretty much your normal self. And you want to train for a marathon. Well, then go right ahead. It makes you happy. There you go. I want you to be happy. Really, it, today's episode is really about tricking your mindset. And right now, action is the biggest one. Because as you're going to be out walking or running or doing whatever you're doing, you're going to be smiling. You're going to be incorporating a little bit of both. And if you start, remember this, guys. If you start a strenuous routine, a very tiring routine, you are going to end up frustrated because you're not going to get the result you want immediately. And you're most likely going to give it up. I want you to be real with yourself. You can fool everybody else in the room, but you cannot fool yourself. Enjoy, even if you're a little upset or even if you're a lot upset, enjoy every single little baby step you take, okay? And personally, um, after the uh, stroke, this is what I found that worked best is uh, in yoga classes, some of you are going to say, oh God, leave me alone with yoga. Okay, listen, hear me out. Some yoga classes offer different yoga classes within that class. And there is one that's called the, the yin-yang class, which is polar opposites, which is all about stretching the body and the mind. Another great one that maybe you're going to want to look into because I know that a part of my, a good majority of my listeners are somewhere in Asia. And I love this. 
Tai Chi for beginners. It will allow you to have that fluidity of movement because you know with spasticity, it almost becomes robotic. If like, as I'm talking to you, I'm actually moving my left arm and it's really robotic. But Tai Chi offers a, a nice range of fluid movements. So maybe just consider that. So number two is move your ass. All you beautiful stroke survivor friends around the world, I know that you've heard me say many times again that a routine starts tonight for tomorrow morning. That routine starts tonight. Meaning you have your clothes, your running shoes, you know where you're going. So tomorrow you're not going to be getting up and lingering and, and, and not being in a good mood and being snappy. You are going to get up with a purpose. Tomorrow starts tonight. Number three is a no brainer guys. Sleep at least seven hours a night. As stroke survivors, the brain requires more sleep and more rest in order to create new pathways in it, right? You need the rest for it to heal itself. So I often recommend the urge to nap. And when you do feel like you're having a lot more brain fog, when you're aware that you have more, it's because you do to go for a nap. You see, one time fight the urge, but in the other way, when you find that you have a lot of brain fog or you're more snappy, think about an infant. When they start crying and they're due for a nap and they rub their eyes and they yawn, we know they need a nap. Same thing for you, my love. You're not an infant, you're a grown-ass adult, but you need to heal. Okay? Adequate sleep, guys, is vital, vital to us to our brain function, to our bodies, and to our mental and emotional well-being. We need to rest. I know for myself, I when I started crying for nothing, that's when I needed to go to bed. And I'm not a napper and I had to learn how to nap because that's just how it is, right? When you have a stroke, we have to take roll with the punches, man. Doesn't mean I liked it, but I had to learn to do it. Because if I wanted to get better, I had to do it. And uh, tips for a bedtime routine or a sleep routine is really try to go to bed and be awake around the same time. So your internal body clock is going to be waking you up before the alarm. And it's okay on the weekend to snooze an extra half hour, 45 minutes. But more than that, your body starts being sluggish. Uh, if you're someone that has night terrors and have dreams that get up 15 times to go pee pee or something, you can also track your sleep. There's some sleep tracking apps on the phone that are for free. Um, since I changed the curtains in my room, I have those curtains that are blackout. Uh, they're not expensive. I got them at Walmart. I think it was like $30 for the two. And love it and I realized since the stroke I need to be in a cold room I need to be in a very cool room so those are things uh, that have helped me and 
I've posted a lot of the meditation or relaxation apps. I don't sit on my bed like um, like a Buddha with my, my hands and all that. I actually lie down, but I make sure my body is straight. My arms are lengthwise aside of my body. My legs are uncrossed. You, you want the circulation to flow in your body. And you just close your mind and you breathe and you listen. And you, your mind just flows. Those are just little bedtime routine that I found worked best for me. Sounds good? This one goes without say. Number six goes without... <laughs> Number five goes without say. Um, I am a very complimentative person. Whoever I meet, I will compliment naturally. Even before my stroke, I've been, I, I was always like that. Now I got to be careful when I do it at the office or with my bosses because it might be per perceived as being inappropriate, but I don't care. That's how who I am, right? But giving compliments to people promotes an overall sense of well-being. It naturally makes you feel good. So don't deprive yourself from giving people compliment. Of course, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. But what I'm trying to say here with you guys is maybe force yourself a little to find the positive good in something. You're always so nice. You're always so helpful. Thank you so much. I so I'm so tech I, I don't know anything about technology and phones and apps and this and that, but my cousin is amazing. So I make it a point when I see, my God, you're so good. Thank you so much. You're saving me a lot of time. Because if I was going to do it, it would take me a double the time. Or if a lady on the bus is wearing a, a, a super cute dress, I would tell I love your dress. You know, it just makes me feel good. The other one is... For me, probably my all-time favorite, <laughs> you guys know me, it is decluttering. Yes, I believe that a cluttered mind is a cluttered space, and a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. So look around you. Is everything in, in the room around you where it's supposed to be? Or do you have things in your room that should go in the bathroom, or in the kids' room, or in your bedroom? Just take 15 minutes a day to just take everything that doesn't belong in a specific room. I've made, um, I've made a video on Facebook, on my group, of the power of the 15-minute cleanup. And I also have a reel that is uh, rolling right now, uh, the power of 15 so once again, my Facebook group is Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page. So just look for the power of 15. You're sure to see the video. But absolutely, guys, declutter the space you live in mostly. I don't want you to clean and the corners and everything. Just remove anything that doesn't belong in that room. You'll see how it feels amazing with you. So many other little things can make you happy. 
can build happiness through habit and you are leading by example with the family and friends that you live with on a daily basis. But it starts within you. It starts reframing your new reality. Stop finding who you are today. Who you are today is more than good enough. When you start realizing that, your whole life is going to change. That is really what I got for you guys today. Remember that happiness starts within you. Happiness starts by accepting. You can always reach me on all of my platforms. Go right ahead, subscribe, download all the episodes so you don't miss anything and you get to re-listen to your favorite episodes along the way of your recuperation. Remember that I love you very much and I will see you very soon. Bye.